typically want big uses within the filming industry. So they're a wonderful platform to get cameras into really interesting places to get really fantastic different shots that people wouldn't be used to seeing. They're used a lot in building surveying, um, both new buildings, so as buildings are being constructed, uh, you get a drone fly over maybe every week and you can see the progress, um, but also looking at ageing assets, so for example bridges, um, buildings and all kinds of things, where you can send a drone up and you can get a really close in view. And it's much safer and much easier to do than sending up a guy on a rope or building scaffolding or everything like this. It lets you do the kind of inspection much more quickly. It also provides a really interesting platform for use in agriculture because they can give a much better view of a farmer's field and give much more information to allow him to know how he needs to target his crops, for example, using different um, pesticides or weed killers, but also knowing if there's any different infestation in any areas and how well his crops are actually growing as well. They're actually just starting to look as well, talking agriculture. Um, in the UK to start using drones to actually do precision spraying. So actually spraying fertilizers or, or pesticides or whatever in precision areas. This is already done um, over in China and, and sort of throughout East Asia, but they're looking at bringing some of those technologies into the UK quite soon as well. As they become more commonplace, what they'll take over is what we, as we said, the difficult jobs, the, these kind of abseiling jobs or kind of scaffolding jobs where you're working at height or working in uh, tough or difficult spaces. One of the big proposed uses of drones um, particularly in the near future, is parcel delivery services. Amazon wish to release an Amazon Prime delivery service where a drone will actually deliver you uh, your parcel from Amazon. This kind of service is going to be difficult to implement in particularly congested areas because of the various regulations and the various regulating authorities that want to, actually, um, that want to regulate how things are moved around. But we'll start to see it much more in uh, more remote locations. So for example, people working in remote areas of places like Australia, it's very easy to actually be able to fly out um, medical kits to them. Talk about delivering individual parcels, but what about autonomous cargo planes? So full-sized aircraft effectively flying around sort of hundreds of tons of freight that don't need pilots up front. The, the, the technology for that is very similar to the sort of stuff we're developing in these very small drones here and this lets us get rid of all the bugs effectively in the small scale and then scale it up going forward into the future. They're, they're currently being used for things like search and rescue for example. So lots of people who do drone surveys and things like that may also get involved with search and rescue tasks. The problem is at the moment you can only have one drone per pilot because there is that really, really tight relationship in terms of the control is very, very manual. Um, but again, developing going forward into the future. If, if you know that there's a boat lost in a particular area, you may be able to send out 50 drones, which can cover the area much quicker than one manned aircraft or even one man with his drone. Um, and the interesting thing about that is you're not always necessarily bothered about getting all of those drones back because they are unmanned and if the costs can come down and everything, it doesn't matter. If you, if you can save 10 people's life, it doesn't matter if you lose two or three drones in the process. Where self-driving technology is already in force is in farming and mining. And it's being used quite extensively, particularly in Australia, we have massive fields. But tractors can turn much, much more you know, sharply with no driver. They can drive in an absolutely straight line using GPS navigation and do a field much quicker than a human. You know, whether it's, whether it's pulling a combine harvester or just furrowing it for seeding, that kind of thing. Um, the other one is, is mining. And I just discovered this being on a chat show on Australian radio where people called in and they were miners from the north of Australia who said they'd lost their jobs because there are trucks that drive between mine and where they have to take the goods completely on their own. They arrive, automatic machines load the truck, they take it to where they have to go, it's automatically unloaded again on the roads and no people involved except to supervise it.